Have you ever thought about selling spaces online? Not apparels, not electronics, not even flowers. Selling space. That's what Chaya is doing. They're the first space sharing marketplace in Bangladesh that is aiming to turn every property owner into an entrepreneur and provide people access to spaces all over Bangladesh so they can do more and be more. With over 100 unique listings, they have opened doors to previously inaccessible spaces and have catered to countless unforgettable moments. In today's episode, we'll talk with the founders of Chaya and know more about how they grew their unique journey to selling spaces. Welcome to the e-commerce growth podcast, the show where I talk about how you can turn your visitors into repeat customers. This includes tips, trends, and conversations with the store owners and thought leaders across the e-commerce industry to help you learn how to grow revenue faster for your business. I'm Shuvo, and today we are talking with the founders of Chaya to highlight their story. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I'll drop brand new episodes each week. Also join our Facebook group and YouTube page if you haven't already, where we break down each of the episodes throughout the week. I'll post the links in the description box. So let's get started. Hey guys, so we have Faria and Mera joining us today. They are the founders of Chaya, a space sharing marketplace. And today we'll be learning from them how they view their marketplace or platform, I may say, from zero to the stage they are in right now. So Faria and Mera, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. So first thing first, how did you guys start all these things? When when did you think about this and what problems are you solving through your platform? Um, so Mary and I have known each other for a while and we've worked together for a while uh, on and off. And sometimes we would help our friends or who are content creators or fashion brand owners um, create content and more often than not we'd come up with the same uh, issue which is where do we shoot? And in Bangladesh, there's very little, um, very little ways to find or book a place for your shoots. Um, so one day we used one of our friend's house, which was really nice to look at, to do uh, a content shoot there. And that's when it uh, kicked in like, hey, you know what? Why don't we open up doors to other people's homes and give people more access to different kinds of spaces that are more safe, secure way of finding booking places for their content creation needs. Soon after uh, we launched our little shooting um, opportunities for content creators, um, we quickly noticed that our spacers and our users were looking to do more than just content creation. They wanted home, uh, spaces for events, for uh, little birthdays, for dates, and uh, we couldn't say no. So we. Uh, reached out to our spaces and our users and got them to come on board for um, using our spaces for all kinds of events. Well, so next time when I'm doing my next podcast, remind me of Chaya so that I can rent your space and make a better podcast. Oh yeah, please do. <laughs> Alright, so I can understand the problem. Uh, this is a very good problem to solve and we all, all have this sort of problem. So uh, when we started, uh, whom do we started the targeting with? Do you target everyone? Do you target the, let's say, varsity students or the uh, office goers or whatnot? And who was your first ideal customer? Uh, I would say our first ideal customers were university goers, people who would like 
elevated experiences, um, something more than, you know, just uh, the regular events, because we knew, number one, uh, we weren't going for commercial spaces that were big because back then we were nothing, right? So we couldn't convince, let's say, massive hotels or halls to join us. So we basically started off with smaller spaces. That means we could accommodate smaller events, which would mean we could uh, only have people who were you know, concerned with budgets or wanted smaller um, spaces. So we went for like um, age group 18 to 25 initially, uh, people who wanted to do, let's say, uh, birthdays, small birthdays, um, date nights, uh, small photo shoots for their fashion brand or influencers as well. Um, that's how we initially started and we started off with an Instagram page and we also understood that you know on Instagram uh, it's usually the younger generation, people who are university goers or young professionals who would um, be there. So how do you make sure that your target customer comes into your Instagram page? What are the branding or marketing tactics you in the very first stages. We, we leveraged um, influencers at an early stage. Um, since this was a fairly new concept, uh, a lot of people were interested in this new idea that was making spaces accessible to everyone. And um, this, this novelty carried us for a while. Um, ever since then, we've been making targeted ads, we've been doing giveaways for our customers, uh, just bringing them onto our platform, getting them introduced to Chaya seeing what benefits they can get from us. Okay, so it's, it's mostly the influencers campaign that worked for you guys? Initially, Initially. yeah. Um, because one, it's very difficult to describe or have people understand mm -hmm. like what, all of a sudden, you know, what are these spaces? Mm -hmm. um, do you own them? Or what can it be used <laughs> for? Like the number of times people would ask us for <laughs> menus. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so with influencers, one, they got that benefit that they could either use a space for free or like a, at a heavily discounted rate uh, because they're always creating content all the time. And users could see all these influencers using this thing called Chaya to book space for their photo shoots. So mm -hmm. I think it was easier to feed them the concept of booking a place for more than like weddings or like, no, um, for little things. So yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I can understand that your primary target group was the university students or the university goers and you targeted them through influencers. So uh, in, in that part, like in that experience, what worked for you guys mostly and what did not work? Um, right, so the influencers carried, carried us only so far. Uh, we'd get a lot of followers, so that would basically bring more vis uh, visibility and like uh, get the word out of our existence. But what worked best was when the users took content of their experience with us. So whenever somebody booked our uh, a space, because we were first, we were so new, the concept was so new, uh, the users would love taking photos or stories of like, hey, this is you know a date night for us, or like, hey, this is a really cool photo shoot space. We'd actually get a lot of queries from that and a lot of interest from that because people were like, I've never seen this. It's, it, since most of our spaces were not accessible to begin with, uh, they were privately owned, they would ask questions like, where is this? How did you do this? How did you get this together, right? So that worked really well for us, uh, user-based content. So yeah, the age-old marketing tactics, word of mouth. Word of mouth, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, um, I think in the initial six or seven months, we got bookings through word of mouth. We didn't spend a single dime on advertising. On advertising. Right. We were strapped for fun, so that was <laughs> what literally got us through. And what about now? What are the marketing channels that you are currently using? And what is working? Right now, uh, things like giveaways work a lot, um, competitions, uh, what else? 
We have a lot of paid campaigns running as well um, yeah. through Google. Um, a lot of our traffic comes in from Google because people are looking for places where they can do stuff and our keywords hit the right places. Mm -hmm. And uh, PR yeah. has helped as well, like uh, whenever an article gets released uh, about mm -hmm. Chaya, let's say, uh, it brings more credibility because the our users are paying for a space before they even see it. So mm -hmm. trust is like a major factor. So whenever they see a publication, it basically gives them more courage to like, you no know, venture out and like reach out to us and book a place. Yeah. So that works great for us. Yeah, well. I, I was thinking about that. When you are into this business, trust is a huge uh, issue. and. How do you guys come about that? How, how, how did you actually implement the trust in your first early customers? What did you do? Uh, initially, we held their hands yeah, basically, the we, we would go to each booking, physically go there, make sure everything's set up, make sure um, the checkout time, like, uh, they're, like we say bye to them even. There were times when, uh, so we now have experiences, but before we would make sure, like let's say a date night, we would go to the decorators, get uh, tables, candles, go to uh, a restaurant, get food, and then put everything together, the space itself. Uh, so like we made sure the users were really happy, like they had mm -hmm. no complaint. So we basically held our hand throughout the entire uh, booking process. And, and in terms of space series, um, we would also physically go and take the pictures. Yeah, so um, we made sure like all of our photos were accurate, uh, so that when the users went to the spaces, it looked like uh, the space photos, right? Uh, and the pictures were clear and nice to look at. We'd, we would talk with our users a lot. We'd talk with our spacers a lot. Like I think communication and constant communication is very reassuring. Mm -hmm. So that helped as well. So we know about how you grew. So what's the current stage you are, you guys are in? Because I think this is a business that, that is a little hard to escape initially. Yeah. So what are the things you have in mind to take it to the next level? So do you, I, I think about any growth tactics, any growth hacking. So for example, I myself know about how Airbnb do that in the very early stages. They, they had a lot of struggles as well, but they cracked a few things. For example, they, they listed uh, all of the, uh, their spaces in another space booking area and Craigslist. from Craigslist. And yeah. from, from there, they are getting a lot of, lot of people coming in. So, uh, anything similar you guys are thinking about or any other growth tactics that you, you want to implement in the near future? Quite similar actually. Um, Facebook groups is uh, extremely active. So mm -hmm. there are people always posting like, and mm -hmm. all of us, like all of our entire team just goes into the post and writes a comment, hey, you can find a space on China. And okay. our bookings increase like, whenever we, stuff like this happens. So, okay. so you guys are being active in different Facebook groups. Yeah, um, and we actually also plan on perhaps creating a community on Facebook as well, mm -hmm. uh, because groups, as Marab said, they work really well. Face people are more um, active. And yeah, managed. active. Um, so we were also another thing like that's Facebook, and then we were also thinking of maybe uh, throwing events in partnership with a lot of our spacers, uh, targeted at different um, customer segments. So since our market is very fragmented, uh, we were thinking that would be another way to engage them and make them feel. Um, one raise awareness of what Chaya is and if they see the space themselves in action mm -hmm. that would also generate more trust and to basically build a more community for Chaya uh, physically as well. Yeah and I think the physical aspect and physical visibility is really important for companies like us as well because it uh, reinforces that initial um, trust factor that you mentioned. Yeah this makes sense I mean for the party timing this makes sense but hopefully you guys will grow a lot you guys will get a lot of revenue and funding as well so 
what are the next things waiting for you guys? How do you want to, I mean, maybe win the world? I guess next stage would be finding, working on a product really. Um, after securing like the customer side or understanding better of the pain points, we want to work on our product and make it more scalable, find a solution. Like find Solve problems yeah. for both, not just our users, but for our spacers as well. Um, spacers have a hard time you know, managing their space. There's a lot of problems that they need to deal with. And I think we have something up our sleeves that can really um, lose that mm -hmm. going forward. We just have to figure out um, exactly how to execute it now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, final questions. I mean, that's for my audience. So you guys have done your graduation and you're starting doing this. I mean, you, you jumped into this entrepreneurship life. So uh, why did you choose this life? First of all, because all we, we know that there are lots of job opportunities otherwise as well. So why did you choose this sort of life, which is risky, sometimes unfulfilling, and sometimes there are, there are lots of other issues as well. And for other entrepreneurs like you, or maybe young entrepreneurs who want to run a sidekick as well with any other business, what will be your suggestions for them? Uh, honestly, I think that, uh, you know, we say this is a duty in your dunya. There's, uh, I don't want to spend my my life on a desk. Yeah, toiling uh, away like with else. monotonous sector yeah. task. Um, there's just so much excitement uh, and learning. Like every single day, I feel like I've learned something new. And I think it's very rewarding. Like it, for me, it's fulfilling actually to uh, be working on my own business and growing it, um, trying to think big, trying to see how better I can serve people and solve an actual problem. It's very exciting. And I think we're growing as individuals as our company yeah. grows as well. We're learning new skills, we're learning how to conduct ourselves as humans uh, more effectively. Yeah, and I just don't think I'm cut out for like a normal job. <laughs> okay, thank you for here. Thank you, Mira. Thanks for joining today's podcast. Hope to see you guys grow.